Okay, first things first, tonight's shear is sponsored. Number one, commemorating the art site of Heshi's grandfather, Rabbi Nash ben Rav Shalom, 25th of Shvat. And Steve, commemorating the art site of his mother, Devorah Bas Rabbi Yaakov Kapel, today, 22nd of Shvat. Shalom Shavon Aliyah. Thank you, everyone, for, for supporting the shul, for uh, dedicating Torah, Lili, Nishmasan. It's a very big zechus. And also because I think it helps, uh, it adds a little bit of the, uh, the chavr shaft of the, of the, uh, of the shir, for all, you know, sharing together with the same purpose, in addition to uh, the learning itself, but also to earn a zechus for, uh, for people that, that, uh, that uh, are so special. Okay. We are picking up with Dab Memvav and Aleph. Uh, about halfway down the page. Okay, very important sugya. Right in the middle of Memvav, I'm at Al 46a. Okay, if you have a Mishnah Bura, just give you a heads up, we're going to be looking at Simon Kuftzadi Beis a little bit later, God willing. Okay, Zakta Gemara at the two dots. Okay, we've been talking about all the circumstances and scenarios of Zimun, and now we're actually going to talk about what Zimun uh, looks like. Okay, but there's a very, spe- very specific question at stake over here. How far does Birchaz Zimun go? Okay, so let's take a look at Rashi. Rashi is a very interesting pshat. Rashi says, How much of the, the process? Right, requires three people. And whatever is not part of Zimun will be said when there's three people and not when there are only two people. Okay? So what is the text that is unique to a group of three? So the Gemara has two opinions. Rav Nachman Amar Ad Nevarech, Rav Sheshes Amar Ad Hazan. So Rav Nachman says it goes up until Nevarech. I guess you would say up, up until and including Nevarech, right? Ad, ad Bechlal, meaning, as we've said in the past, the introductory... Uh, parts of what you see in our venture, Rabbi Sain of Arech, is not really part of Zimun, doesn't appear anywhere in the Gemara. That is uh, something that was added later. Maybe we'll talk about it another occasion. But Zimun is one guy saying, Nevarech Shachan and the other people answering, Borach Shachan Okay? So that's really the, the, uh, uh, the crux of the Zimun. So Rav Nachman says, Ad Nevarech. That's it. You say Nevarech, and, and that's really all there is to it. And everything else is said. With two people. So this, I guess just to keep things simple, is most, uh, you know, reflects what we're used to, right? If you look in the bench, you have, Baruch the beginning of the first paragraph, right? So comes along and Nachman says, everything before that is Zimun. Everything after that is benching. And you say benching when you have two people. You add on the additional passage when you have a third person. But now it gets a little bit, a little bit interesting. Rosh Amar Al-Hazan. said that... Zimun extends through Hazan. Okay? So let's just consider what that means. We said last week that if you have three people eating together and two of them are finished, but they want to ask the other guy to answer, fine. So the one guy who's not done with his meal yet will pause. The other two will go ahead and bench. But the, the lone ranger over here who's going to keep eating is at least supposed to pause and listen to the first paragraph at the very least. Right? But Rav Sheshis is saying something more than that. Rav Sheshis said that Zimun, the bracha of Zimun, continues through the bracha of Hazan, which, which implies the following. What did Rashi say the kash and the sugi is? We're trying to understand what do you do when you have three people as opposed to when you have two people. So that implies if you do Zimun through Hazan, that's all one unit, 
When you have three people, it sounds like when you only have two people, you start with no dilacha, right? That is just not what we're used to, okay? A little bit hard to understand. But again, the question is, Adhechan birchas hazimon. How far does zimon go? Rav Nachman says, up until including Nevarech you know, Shachan uh, Great, and everything after that is just regular benching. But what Rav Sheshit seems to be saying, according to Rashi, is that zimon includes... Birchaz is on the first paragraph, implying that anything after that is where you begin if you only have two people. Okay, everyone with me? Because Rashi learned the question to be. But Rashi said that's not the question being asked over here. Rashi, let's read Rashi. Rashi says, What is the, the, the structure of Zimon? That requires three people. Right, but comes along with Sheshis and says, What is Zimon? Zimon includes the first paragraph until Hazan Asakol. Okay. What's that? No, no, no. We're talking about what do you say when there's three people? Namely, what do you omit when there's only two people? So it comes along with Sheshis and says, you omit but, uh, uh, Hazan HaSakol, up until Hazan HaSakol. How does he say that? Okay, so we have to all like step out of our box what we're used to, okay? And get back into the fight that's about to uh, break out in the base measures, okay? And uh, pretend like we don't know anything, right? What did we say last week? Reb fasted 100 fasts so he would forget all the Torah from Bavel so he could go with a fresh mind to Eretz Yisrael, okay? But don't worry, toast us to the rescue, okay? Or... You know, maybe he's rescuing us, but he's not going to give Rashi an easy, uh, an easy night. Reminds me of the, uh, the Rav Salvechik um, uh, told the story about when he was a young, when he was a young child. So, um, so, you know, he lived in a small house. His father was a, a rabbi in a town called Chaslavich. And, um, and uh, you know, the house wasn't so big, but, uh, but his father would have a shear in the house. So he would hear what was going on from his bed in the next room. And, and you know, he would... He, 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 he was very little, so he didn't really know everything that was happening, but he could just picture there was this, this Rambam figure and this Ravid figure, and, and, and Reb Chaim would always come as the knight in shining armor to save the Rambam. And this was the, the fairy tales that he grew up with, you know, when he was a little kid. Okay, so here, uh, Tosas to the rescue. Let's start with Tosas, Adhechan Berzaziman. Okay, Pirish Rashi. Mamtin Adhazan, Vazan Bechlal Shnaim in Mavarchim Hazan. Okay, I'm sorry. Mamtin adazon v'hazon bechlal. You wait. Okay, this is you know if this is the correct girsa, this is relevant to what you were saying before, uh, uh, Steve. But but many girsas actually take this out because we're not talking. Right, the whole point of what we just said was that we're not talking about waiting. Okay, the the point is according to Rashi, shnaim in mevarchan hazon. Rav Sheshis is of the opinion that you you when you don't have a zimun, you skip the first paragraph. Velonihira. This does not appear correct. Why? The birchas hazon doraisa. Because, as the says explicitly later, right, the bracha, that first bracha, benching, right, we said last week, the first three brachas are daraisa, and the final bracha is drabana. The eich yachid patamine. How could the fact that I'm, I'm not with a zeman, I'm by myself, I'm with one other person, how could I be exempt from a, a chiv daraisa of hazon? The, oh, that's question number one. Question number two. Hakaimlon kravsheshes bi'isuri. Okay, this is a principle in Shas. He's saying we generally follow Rav Sheshas in areas of Isser. Okay, what you can do, what you can't do, and so forth, as opposed to Dine Mamnas, as opposed to monetary law. Okay, who's Rav Sheshas' uh, uh, 
Balpuks over here, Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman was the Abbasin. Okay? So we usually follow Rav Nachman in monetary matters. We follow Rav Sheshas in other things, in Isuri. So we, we, we should be passing like Rav Sheshas. And it comes out, but as we just said, according to Rashi, Rav Sheshas holds that a Yachid makes two brachos. And throughout Shas, in our Masechta and throughout Shas, Nakat Shalosh Brachos. The Gemara always refers to benching in like a, almost, almost like a, a nickname for benching is Shalosh Brachos, right? And it's not a coincidence that when we make Alamichia, it's the Bracha Me'in Shalosh, right? So Tos is saying the normative approach that we're always used to, like everyone here is used to, okay, is three Brachos. Ubechol Duchta Nakat Shalosh Brachos. We're always talking about three Brachos. The Dochak Lomar, the Lomairi El Zimon, Lord of Sheshis. And it would be very hard to suggest that every time throughout Shas, we just, you know, our, 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 our reflexes to refer to benching as Shalos Brachos, oh yeah, according to Shashas, always means where you have a Zimon, right? So the standard should be that every benching is three Brachos, and here you come with the Shashas, only two Brachos. So what do we have? We have three questions so far. Fourth question. This is the question for the young Israel, okay? The fourth question is, come on, <laughs> everyone, only, everyone makes three Brachos. Right? That, that's an interesting type of question, right? Because what's the substance of his kasha? His kasha is not that I have a gemara to prove my point, but he says the whole world proves my point. And then I go, Olam. In a certain sense, this is another side of what he said before. We know we're supposed to pass like Roshashas, right? And yet we know that we're always making the full benching, including Hazan. So how does this all fit together? Tosos... Peppered throughout Shas, draws on the Minaga Olam as, as a proof that that's worth something to us, you know. But uh, he, he finds it so hard to imagine that if we pass in the group of Sheshis, that, that that's going to be the Pshat of Sheshis? You know, he's asking the same question that we asked. Who ever heard of this, right? That's not, that's not always a good question, but here it is. And I guess I, I think the strength of the question, Sam, is also because this is benching. It's something which, in theory, you do every day, right? So we didn't forget about this, right? This is, we have an a unbroken chain. The ode, another question. To me, the sign will come on Biprikin later in the Perak, the Gemar Darshins, the famous Pasuk of the Achalta Vesavatavirachta. And what is it, Darshin? The words, Uveirachta Zuberchazazimon, Esashem Lakacha Zuberchazazon. The Gemara takes the Pasuk and tells you what you learn from each phrase in the Pasuk. Vachalta, you ate. Uveirachta, you shall, you shall bless. What is the blessing? The blessing is Zimon. Esashem Lakacha. What is the additional phrase in the Pasuk coming to teach you? That there's another bracha I'm supposed to make. What's that additional bracha? That's the bracha of Hazan. What's the key over here? The key is that you see that the Gemara is labeling them as distinct entities. There's something called Birchaz Hazimon. There's something called Birchaz Hazan. So isn't it a little strange that in our Gemara, Rav Sheshes, the Gemara says, what's the Birchaz Hazimon? Rav Sheshes says, it's both of them together. No, but we identify those as being separate. Again, Gemara asks, what is the bracha of Zimon? Rav Shesha says it's actually two parts in one. But how could it be two parts in one if the Gemara later is clear that each one has a separate source to it, implying that each one is a separate bracha? Okay? The Kashal Rav Shesha, that's problematic for Rav Shesha. Yomar Hazan, Zu Zimon. According to him, according to Rav Shesha, Zubrach Hazan is Zubrach Hazimon. It wouldn't be necessary to derive one bracha from the first half of the Pasuk, another bracha from the other half of the Pasuk, when essentially they are one and the same. Okay? So, lots of questions. They all revolve around the same point that the Gemara and common practice all point in the direction of 
the bracha of Zimon being an independent factor and Berch Zazan is something else. So how could, Rosh how could Rashi suggest that the opinion of Rosh is that there are times you just skip one bracha? Okay? So no, Rashi would have said that, I would be with you 100%. But Rashi goes out of his way to give a different shot. Okay? Other Rishonim are going to take your, your side. Okay? Let's, uh, we'll hang in there. We'll get there soon. Okay? So Tosis now gives his answer. This discussion in our Gemara is going on the previous Sugya, as everyone's been suggesting, the Gemara. The Gemara earlier said that one person, the right thing to do is for him to wait and let the other two people bench. Okay? And answer. By the way, by the way, just as a side point, uh, I know I, I told you a different place, but if you look at, turn to Simon Reish. Okay? We'll, co- we'll come back to Kapsadi Beis, hopefully. But turn to Simon Reish for a second. There's a fascinating halacha. Okay, right at the beginning of Simon Reish. Shlosh she'achluechad mafsik akorcho l'shnayim v'una imoim b'chazazimun. Three people eat together. Okay, this is, Mamish, what we're talking about. Three people eat together. Please listen. The one guy who's not finished yet, mafsik al korcha. What does al korcha mean? Whether he likes it or not. Okay? Meaning you're outvoted. If two people are done with the meal, too bad. You need to provide the patience to serve as the number three man in the zima. Okay? And then the Shukran says, vafil lo ratzal hafsik. This guy is really stubborn. He has so much chutzpah. He's like, nope, I'm continuing my meal. I don't care about your zima. Mezamnin alav bein ona bein eno ona. As long as he's still at, this, at, this, at the table, they can go right ahead and make their zimun whether he answers or he doesn't answer. And ostensibly, they get credit for the mitzvah of, you know, Kishem Hashem Ekra, Havu right? The source, of the, the source in the, in the Pasuk was one person calls out and other two people answer. But apparently, the ikkar is that one person calls out in that context of three. Hopefully, you'll, you'll get buy-in from everybody. But halachalamaisa, even if the guy doesn't answer, um... That's okay, all right? Um, he's, he's wrong. He missed out on his mitzvah, but you can go ahead with him. Keep that in the back of your head, long range, maybe another blot or two. That, that halacha is going to come back to haunt us, okay? But back to Artoso. So Tosa is addressing this scenario, and he says, Echad masik One person must wait for two. nami lahamtin. And we are now asking, okay, until, up until what point of the benching does he need to wait till the other two uh, continue their benching? Ad Nevarich. So Rav Nachman says, until Nevarich. Meaning, ironically, now we're, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're less in favor of Rav Nachman from our experience. Because Rav Nachman says, if you're the one guy, all you need to do is wait three seconds. For that, they're going to say, Nevarich, Shachan, Shalom. You'll say, Bar Shachan, Shalom, back, and then go ahead, go ahead and eat. Okay? So now we're reframing the question. The question is, how long you have to wait? Rav Nachman says, two seconds while they say Nevarich. Rav Shesha says, wait until they conclude the first paragraph. After that point, the individual can go ahead and eat. Not because, this is very important, okay? Why do I have to wait? 
Why do I have to wait for that extra bracha? It's not, it's not part of the zimun. That's, that's what we would imagine. Because we say it all the time even when there's no zimun. Because nevarech is not a bracha, therefore you can't say it by itself. You must attach it to birchas hazon. You must attach it to the first paragraph, which is a bracha. Okay, so let's explain what he just said. Rav Nachman makes the most sense, it seems like. If I'm on the listening end, I'm the yachid, I need to wait just until I answer to the zimun. Baruch shachal mishalom. Rav Nachman makes a lot of sense. Comes along with Shesh and says, no, you have to wait till the end of the first paragraph. Asked Tosos, implied question, why? What does that have to do with anything? That first paragraph is part of regular benching. It's not unique to zimun. Answers Tosos, those words, Baruch shachal mishalom, in a vacuum are nothing. They don't comprise a bracha. And nevertheless, our Gemara always refers to zimun as birchas hazimun. And in order to give it the status of a, of, a, of a bracha, it needs to be attached to what is a full-fledged bracha. Okay? Now, behind the scenes, between the lines, Tosas is asking a question. He's asking a question. We know on Daf Mem, I think we referred to this a couple weeks ago. On Daf Mem it says, Kol bracha she'in bo she'mu malchus in a bracha. Okay? The basic definition of a blessing is, Baruchat HaShem Malchalam. So Tosas is wondering, how do we call birchas Hazimon, birchas hazimon, it's not a bracha. It's missing the basic components of a bracha. Okay, it's a wonderful praise, but it's not a bracha. So he, he answers by saying it somehow elevates to the status of a bracha because it's attached to a full-fledged bracha. Okay? It's attached to a full-fledged bracha. That is his answer. Believe it or not, there's a few other answers to this question. The Ravi gives an answer. He says, why doesn't birchas hazimon have a, a, a bracha tashem to it? So he says, because it's not consistent. That rule, that a bracha has to have a bracha is limited to a bracha which is unchanging. Every time you make a bracha on apple, you have to say, a bori eats. Every time you bench, you don't necessarily have to make a zimun. So the rule doesn't apply to all scenarios. That's the Ravid's answer. Interestingly, along similar lines, if you have a regular Gemara with you, flip quickly to the beginning of the ninth parak. I don't have your phone. Let's go to pay, uh, Nun Dalit, I think. Okay. This, the, the mission at the very beginning of the ninth parak. Haroa Mokum Shanasa Bonisim Lisrael, Omar Bar Shasa Nisim Lavasain Bamakum Someone who sees a place, the Gemara gives an example, the mission gives an example. You, went to, you saw where the Amsuf took place. The Kriyas Yamsuf took place. You saw the stone that Moshe Rabbeinu sat on during Muhammad Samalik, right? So I make a bracha that Hashem uh, made miracles in this place. Okay, and then we talk about talk about lightning and thunder and all these things. But there were some uh, uh, Arab uh, uh, merchants who uh, who seemed to know. I I didn't know. I just a few minutes ago I didn't know this. But uh, people go to Petra. I mean, or they used to go to Petra. You know, uh, on a vacation. I, I didn't realize that there was a place near Petra identified as Har Har where where the Arabs think that uh, Aaron was buried. I didn't know that, but someone posted a YouTube video: seven Hasidim dressed in uh, kafia and you know what, and, uh, and singing nigunim by the by the kever. Okay, but uh, so do we know it's there? They the Arabs have a misora. Okay, whatever. There's a lot of places like that. But notice in the Mishnah, all the examples that are given, no shemamachus. It just says, Baruch Osei Maisa for example. 
Baruch Shekoch Gros Malyolam. So I would have thought, what? Oh, okay. okay, that's what we're doing here. So Pashapra, you would just assume, okay, it's just, it's shorthand, right? I don't need to give the whole, the whole bracha, okay? However, um, what he doesn't quote is the opinion of the Ravid who says, no, these brachos are unique. They actually don't require bracha Tashem Akadim because these are, I don't want to call them funny brachos, but they're a little bit funny, okay? These are not your, your everyday, wake up in the morning, you know, wash your hands, make a bracha uh, category. Okay, similar to what we're, we're, we're seeing in, in Zimun, that it, does, it doesn't play by the same rules if it's not a consistent bracha. I'll give you another example where there's a machokas rishonim. Um, this is another thing that is creeping its way back into benchers, like the Birchus uh, we spoke about last week. Um, the Gemara says that if you forget Yalav Yavo, or you forget Ritzay, and you remember before you start the final bracha of benching, then there's a bracha you can say. Uh, uh, how's it go? I, I hope this means I don't forget Ritzay too often. You know, but, <laughs> um, uh, so, but there, there's a nusach of a bracha, you'll see it in, in many ventures, uh, that you, you stick in when, uh, before you go on to the fourth bracha. So, so some Rishon would say it doesn't require baruch Hashem because that's not like a, it's not an absolute bracha. It's, you know, on a fluke when you forget. So then you, then you make it. So it doesn't have the full text. So that would be another resolution. Another way to resolve the, the, the issue is maybe a bracha that is programmed to have a shame of machos, always have to, has to have a shame of machos. When the Gemara says, kol bracha she'en bo shame of machos, ain't a bracha, that's when the standard text of that bracha is bracha. But baby Zimon, which never has a bracha to Hashem, the Gemara is not talking about that. Okay? Two other approaches that are relevant. Back to our Tosa. So Tosa says, why is it that we attach hazon to Zimon? Because, Tosa says, because that's what, what gives it its character as a bracha, by virtue of the fact that it's attached to a full-fledged bracha. The rush gives another answer. The, the rush says, you know, the whole point of benching with a zimun is to show that we are a collective unit, right? What kind of collective unit is it, is, you know, if you, you say one line and then you're, you're back to your sandwich, right? Meaning the, the, it's a practical consideration. According to the Tosos, it's, it, the, the, the structure of the bracha requires it to be attached to a hazan. The rush says, no, it's just that where are you practically demonstrating that you are a group if all you do is wait for two, two seconds and then you go back to what you were doing before. You need to, to, to have that coalescence for the duration of the entire bracha for it to, for it to matter, so to speak. Okay? Yeah, go ahead. So, so Sultan's saying that, that, that what Rav Sheikh is saying is that the, the, the third person says Hazan with the, with the, the other two and then, then stops and then goes on to Noza? No, Tosa is saying Tosa is saying that he will um, he'll wait before returning to his meal. He has to wait till he finishes the first paragraph. But whenever he's ready to bench, he's got to make a complete oh, benching, right? Because as Tosa said at the beginning, that's a chiyuv so You can't get away from that. Okay. Right. Right. Okay. Correct. No, no. He just listens. Just listens. Just listens. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, before, let me just see. Before we go. Okay. Well, well let's, let's keep going in the Gemara. Let's keep... Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Good question. It's a good question. If the Torah requires three brachos, 
and I do one, and I don't do anything else, does that count for anything? Yeah. Oh, you're saying that to give it, uh, ah, meaning the... You're saying in order for the in order for Tulsa's to make even more sense, if we give more credence to that first bracha, right? But you could ask the same question, and I and I have to look this up. The post can discuss a question which would be relevant to what you're raising. The post can discuss. Let's say a person doesn't have a bench, he doesn't know benching by heart, but he knows the first paragraph because they sang it when he was in school, right? So is it worth it? It could on one hand it could be a bracha vatala because you know it's you know it's not the structure. On the other hand, if maybe it's worth it, maybe whatever you can do is worth it. You can ask a similar question when it comes to Shimon Esrei. What if you only, what if you only know a few brachos? So do the best you can. You're going to miss Mantzvila or or do nothing. You could, you could say I'm an onus. I don't know the whole thing, so I'll dive in two minchas, right? So uh, I, I don't want to say offhand. I have to I have to look that up. But that that might be relevant to your question. So let me, let me try to do a little more research. Josh, I did research your question about Kiddush. Who takes precedence on Kiddush? I didn't see the post can really address it directly. I can't see that it would be much different than than Hamotzi. Right, we said where we said that the the Baal bias should be the one to both say to be both say because then he could be generous and give out whatever he has. So maybe it's true about uh, you know when you make kiddush, so you, you give out a little bit to drink for the people who are listening. So also he should be the one who has that uh, prerogative, perhaps. Yeah. Oh, okay, so you're asking a great question. Harry's asking, how could it be, right, the Gemara is going to say later, okay, we'll give a little bit of sneak preview. The Gemara says later that Moshe wrote the first bracha. Yoshua wrote the second bracha. Third bracha was written by Dovin and Shlomo, right? So what do they do in the, in the desert? How did they fulfill their Mitzvah Daraisa a thousand years before anyone wrote the third bracha, right? That's what you're asking, essentially, right? So the, the answer to that question is that they did make three brachos. The text, the specific text, exactly as we have it now, did not come until later. And, and I'll give you a very simple illustration of this. Boni barachmo Yerushalayim emein. When Shlomo was around, there was a Yerushalayim. It was all built in the base of Megdash there, right? So even the way that we say it is not the way it was said in the time of Shlomo. Okay? It's, it, the, the crux of the, of the, of the benching is, is essentially the same. The details, though, evolved over time. Okay? Which actually segues into the next point. Let's try to come up with an answer for Rashi. Okay? The main kasha on Rashi was, main kasha on Rashi was, how do you get away with skipping the first bracha, which is the Raisa, right? So the Pnei Yeshua gives an answer to this based on what we saw last week. I think last week or two weeks ago, we went back to Daft Zion, where it talks about the bracha of the polem, right? And the bracha of the polem, let's, let's flip back to that. It's actually a very important point, which, I don't, which we, we touched upon last week, but we're going to try to bring it home now. Give me one second. Tezayin Amar Aleph.
Okay, so I think, I think, says as follows. So what do we see over here? We see the Chacham gave a kula to the workers, okay, about halfway down the, uh, the wide lines. Okay, we said there was a discussion whether or not they make a bracha rishona. Let's assume they did, but they only make a, a, a condensed benching with two brachas in it. Ketad, bracha rishona kitikuna, shania posach bebrachas arts, bekolon bevonishlaim bebrachas arts. So they would make the first bracha as, as, as they're supposed to. And they would combine the second and third brachos together. Was that? That's the Gemara. Gemara says that the polem made a shortened version of the bracha. Okay? So how did they get away with that? How did they get away with that? So we gave a, we gave a few reasons for it last time. We said it's either to encourage them to get back to work and, and value the time of the employer, or we said it was uh, an economic institution to make sure that Jewish labor was, was in demand. That uh, Jewish labor, laborers are always on the job. They don't waste too much time with their, uh, their religion. Okay? And, and that's how they got, got off the hook. That was the impetus. But how, what's the mechanism? So we saw Tosos. Take a look at Tosos. V'chosein b'verkas arts. Extremely important Tosos. So Tosos. Af agav raisa. Even though, even though the bracha, each bracha of benching is a do raisa, which implies you cannot compromise on a single one of them. How do you have a right to send the workers back to work early, yesh koach biyad chacham emlak or davim ratorah, hoil utrudim b'malachas balbais. For whatever justification, yesh koach biyad chacham emlak or davim ratorah. The chachamim can uproot a mitzvah Torah, and with the same koach that they have to tell you not to shake a lulav on Shabbos, not to blow a shofar on Shabbos, they tell you not to make a full benching. Okay, how does that sit with everybody? What? what is- You've heard of more. Okay, fine. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. If you'd ask me, I, I would at least want to, you know, explore the fact. That sounds like, you know, what's the expression? You know, uh, 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 you know, the pea shooter. You know, like, uh, we're taking out the big guns over here. Which we save for, for, you know, for very, very limited circumstances. And, and we're saying that's what's at work over here. Pnei Yeshua says Rashi disagrees with the Tosos. He says that when we claim throughout Shas that there's three Deoraisa brachos, along the lines of what I just told Harry, the Pshat is that there are, we'll call them three distinct themes that have to be addressed in benching. The structure of bracha will evolve over time, Midrabanan, different periods in history, Moshe, Yeshua, David, and Shlomo, but it's the, it's the, the themes, it's the, it's the content that is dictated by the Torah. We discussed it by Kiddush, I think, way back also. What is the key of Mitzvah del Raisa of Kiddush? Right? Could just be, Zachar, Zimr, Shabbos, Zikacho. But Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and all the other things we mentioned, or, or the fact that you have to do it over wine. Those were, were, were added later as Rabbanans. Rashi holds that there are ways to, to fulfill the Mitzvah del Raisa of benching without three different paragraphs. After all, that's what's going on by the Poland. The reason the Polim get, uh, get away with two brachos is not because Akira's government Torah, but because they fulfill the Mitzvah Doraisa as long as they condense the themes into two brachos. I mean, we save them a minute, but we're not, we're not shaving down what they're saying. We're just not making it as long. But the idea in their benching, the ideas in their benching, 
are still the same. Okay? In other words, let me, let me summarize. What you see on, on that design is Tosos, how do they get by with only two brachas instead of three? Akira Sovereman Torah. We managed uprooted a mitzvah in the Torah. Rashi says, no. All we did was condense the Darabona Nusach into two brachos, but we kept the themes that are Doraisa themes. Once you have that, the Pnei Yeshua says, that's what Rashi held in Rav Sheshes. That's what Rashi held in Rav Sheshes. You, you stay until Hazan, right? And then you go on and make the next, the next bracha starting from, let's say, Noda. How does Noda end? How does, how does Noda end? Al ha'aretz v'al ha'mazon. The second bracha, even as we say it, includes Birchas Hazan. So Rav Sheshes will tell you, you're not, you're not you know, uh, cutting short and missing a Mitzvah Doraisa. The themes of the first bracha are included in the second bracha also. So even if I only say two and three, it doesn't mean that I skipped out on my Din Doraisa of benching. Okay? I don't know, are employers so uh, careful with their workers, they don't let them bench? So it's a good question. There's a machok zakhron whether or not uh, Paul and have, have zimon. Good question. Maybe Chazal said no zimon also, right? Good question. But let's assume they're, 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 they're not making zimon. They're just benching, they have a little lunchbox. So they can, they can, they're combining two brachos into, three brachos into two. And Rav Sheshes, that could be Peshat and Rashi and Rav Sheshes. Rashi never meant, and, and as the Peshat says himself, Rashi bench like the rest of us. <laughs> Rashi has the same bench like, like we do. But the lumbus behind it was the same lumbus of Poland. Okay? Good, we have an answer for Rashi. Let's keep going. Back into the Gemara. Okay. We didn't do anything. Let's start again. What is, what is according to Rashi, Right? The text of the three-person bracha as opposed to the two-person bracha. And according to Tosos, how long do you have to wait when you are the, uh, the one who's waiting for the other people to bench? Let's, let's just go with Tosos, I guess, just for, like, you know, to have one easy, uh, easy way of describing this machlokan. So if Shesha, uh, Nachman says, yeah, we're back to, yeah. So if Nachman says, Nachman says, Ad Nevarech, Rav Shesha's Amr Arazan. Okay. Nema Kitanoi. Let us suggest that the, that this whole discussion is really a machlokas tanoim. The tanichada birchas hamazon shnayim ushlosha. There's a brisa, okay? There's a brisa somewhere somewhere out there in our Masora that is not so clear, at, but it refers to benching as two or three brachos, okay? But tani idaf. There's another brisa shlosha varba. It describes benching as three or four brachos. So what what are these two vague brises referring to? So the Gemara has the first suggestion. Shavruha. Initially, we thought the following. Again, one Brysa says benching is two or three. The other one says it is three or four. Dekule alma tova metiv lavdo raisa. The first underlying assumption that everyone agrees to. Kuli alma. They hold that. The fourth bracha tova metiv is not do raisa. Okay? We're all good with that assumption. That's what we've been working with. In other words, you're never going to talk about a fourth bracha of, of hatova metiv. So, so therefore what? So we'll never get up to five. Why would I ever talk about five brachos of benching? Because there's brachos azimun. Okay? Everyone with me? So we have benching described as either two or three, or described as three or four. So just I'll give you a sneak preview. What, what, what are we going to say? The brice that says that benching is either two or three is Rav Sheshes, because according to Rav Sheshes, you are, um, 
you're benching two, and you've got a zimun, it's three. Okay? Right, again, the, per, the individual benching. Okay? It's either two, because you heard the other from... Um, um, two, two, two people... Right, uh, no, no, no. Um, we're forgetting the, first, the last bracha. Rashi says... Right, okay, right, okay. According to Rashi, Rav Sheshis' pshat is, you said number two, and he said number three. You skip the first one because it went, uh, when there's no zimun, you only say two. When you have a group of three people, thank you, you say one, two, and three, and that's, that's zimun, okay? The other price that says three or four follows Rav Nachman, because Rav Nachman says you always start with three brachos. When you have a zimun, you add on a fourth bracha, okay? But the first one, right. You're, you add on to the beginning. Right, okay. My labakamifli, is this not what we're talking about over here? Mandamashnaimushaloshkasavar adhazan. The one who says that benching is either two or three, that's Rosheshes, who says that Zimun goes up at Hazan. So there's no Zimun, you only have two brachos left. Umandamashalosvarba, the one who says the brachos that says three or four brachos, kasavar adnavarech. That follows Rib Nachman, that Zimun is only Adnavarech. So normally you would have three Doraisa brachos. And if you have a zimon, you add on a fourth bracha of nevarich. Okay? That is the suggestion of the Gemara. The Gemara says, no, not so fast. Rav Nachma, Rav Nachma ta'as the time, Rav Sheshis ta'as the time. Each one of them, Rav Nachma and Rav Sheshis, they could each learn both brises to somehow fit with their opinions. So as a result, it's not that one brisa supports this one, the other supports that one. Each one says, they're both proofs to me. Okay? What is that? Uh, explanation. Rav Nachman retires the time. Let's start with Rav Nachman. Everyone agrees that Zimon goes up until Navarach and that's it. The one who says that benching is normally three brachos, great. Arba, you add a fourth when there's a Zimon. Oh, what about when the bracelet says it's either two or three? You know how it can sometimes get down to two? It's the workers. Okay? To Omar Mar, this is the Mar we just quoted. Poseh Bazan, you say the first bracha, the kolo bonishlaim, aretz. And you include the third bracha bonishlaim with berchas aretz. So you have a grand total of two um, of the polem, and three when you are a, not, not a pole. Okay? Fine. Or, or, or according to what we said before, maybe the polem at a zimon. Okay, and then they'll have three brachos. That's Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman has both prices in his favor. Rav Sheshis metars the time. Rav Sheshis says, I can learn the prices like me. To Kuleam Adhazan, all opinions say. Adhazan, again, that Zimon extends from the Varech through Baruch HaTashem Al-Arz Valhamazon. Ah, no, Hazan HaSakol, sorry. Mandar Shapir. The first brisa works the best with Rav Sheshis. It's two brachos when you're on your own. It's three brachos when you have a group of three. The price that says three or four, Kasavar Hatova Meitiv Do That opinion counts Hatova Meitiv as a Do Raisa, and therefore, and therefore you, can, you can talk about four brachos when you have a Zimun, okay? Uh, okay, so that's, that's one opinion. Another opinion says no. Says that there's basis for a fourth bracha. We, we, we'll get to that so we'll get to it. Okay? Um, so, but according to Rav Sheshes, so the, the Amanda Amru says that a tova is do raisa, 
he holds that we can talk about a zimun, okay? A zimun, and including the final bracha is a total of four, right? No. It's always three or four. It's always three or four. Oh, so it's when by yourself. Sorry, when you by yourself. Two or three if you ignore hatova metiv. Three or four if you include hatova metiv. Meaning, how would it be three? You're on your own. Right, you you skip you skip the first. You're saying you're saying al arzval mazon. You're saying boni shleim and atovah mitiv. If there's a zimun, so you have a grand total of four brachos. Okay, so each opinion can somehow learn the brisa to refer to two, three, four, and, and we have nothing conclusive from these brises to associate with either opinion. Okay, now as you can imagine, Tosas is going to have to overhaul the whole sugya because nothing we just said makes any sense according to Tosas. Because according to Tosas, there's, there's no starting point that any Brysa should ever say there's only two, two brachas in my benching. Okay? Except for the poem. Okay, but that it doesn't work, you know, for, for everything else. Okay? I don't know if we're going to get to that this week, but maybe we'll start with that next week. Um, let's discuss one thing in the meantime. I told you we would say Kuf Sari Beis. So I want to keep, uh, keep honest to my, uh, my statement earlier. Kuf Sari Beis. Kufsari Beis, Aleph. And if you want to keep one hand in the back on page 36, we're going to look at one of the footnotes in the back. Okay, so this is, this is the basics. If there's three people at the table, you have a chiv of zimon. One of them says, He leads the benching by saying, Let us bless together. Okay? Pause. Look at Mishnah Bura uh, Sifkat and Beis. I think we might have seen this way back. Nevarech Bazohar Hisiru Lomar Befiv. The Zohar tells us that we should say verbally, "Kodem Birchas Hamazon." Before we start benching, "Tain Lanu Kosen Nevarech." Pass the cup so we should bless. In the Sfarim say, "Havlan Venivrech," which is a lashon found in the Gemara, which is the same thing. Oh, Bo Unavarech. Okay, Bo Unavarech is Rabbi Sai Mirval mentioned. Okay. Um, why? Any holy matter requires some sort of verbal preparation, initiation, in order to be in order to bring down the kedusha on the matter that you are about to uh, embark upon. Okay, so that's the reason why we say I don't know. That, that's a whole different take on Rabbi You're doing something very big when you say those words. It's not just like you know, let's get the zimun going. Okay, this is something that uh, comes from Kabbalah. Okay, back in the Shulchan Aruch. Ve'heim onim achrav. I'm on the second line of the Shulchan Aruch. Ve'heim onim achrav. Baruch shachal nimishlov tovachayinu. And everyone answers afterwards what they're supposed to answer. Baruch shachal nimishlov tovachayinu. Ve'hu choser ve'omer baruch shachal nimishlov tovachayinu. Then the, the leader goes back and says the same thing. And then, baruch atashem wakinu melech olam azan esolim kulo betuvo and so forth. Ve'im heim arba yachalomar baruch shachal nimishlov Okay, let's look now at Sifkatan Dalit. Okay, Sifkatan Dalit picks up at the end of the Zimun. The Mishnah says the simple read of the Shulchan Aruch is that Baruch Uvrach Shemo, even though it appears in many benches, is just left out. The Shulchan Aruch doesn't mention it. 
And some say you should. Mishabura says the minig is to say Baruch You definitely don't begin benching with Baruch Hashem when you're by yourself. And even if you have a zimun, the only person to say Baruch Hashem is the leader. Okay? Very interesting. So what exactly is Baruch Hashem about? It doesn't appear anywhere in the Gemara. So there's two explanations. One comes, if you want, you can turn to the back. It's in, uh, on page 36. Uh, there's the opinion of the Darki Moshe and the opinion of the first Lubavitcher Rebbe. The Darki Moshe, which is the Ramah, he says that it's in order to be mafsik between Zimun and Berchaz HaMazam. The reason to say Baruch HaVashemo is like a placeholder or whatever, just to say, okay, we're done with Zimun and now we're starting benching. That's very interesting. Okay? Think about that for a second, especially in light of what we've been talking about. In light of, of how we're viewing Zimun as part of the benching or an independent bracha or no, Dafgit has to join with the benching in order to, you know, uh, have the status of a bracha. And then he quotes from the Shulchan HaRav, the first Lubavitcher Rebbe, no, the reason why the Mezamin is saying it is because it's, it, it adds on to the Zimun. Okay? It's, it's, a, it's like a conclusion of the Zimun. Okay? Um, so that's interesting. Because that seems to imply that Baruch HaVrushmo is not to be mafsik. It actually belongs there as part of the, the flow, the overall continuation the, you know, from the Zimun into the benching. So, so which explanation you, you learn like really relates back to what the lumbus behind this connection between, between the Zeman and the benching is. So, uh, again, I think different men hug him. I don't know. What, what, do, what do they do in Hilchrist? They say Baruch HaVruch Shemal and the Zeman? What is that? Ten. Only with 10. Exactly. Only with 10. You do say. That's what it sounds like. Okay. So that's, that's what the Mishabura says is, is, uh, is normal. I, I, I mean, different places, they do different things. Okay? No, no. All right, have a wonderful Shabbos. Uh, I'll, I'll take it later. Do you have my